You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. I don't have to deal with NBA mock drafts heading out of every single break today. I don't have to mess with any padding of the back, at least for their call against the Toronto Raptors and the Toronto Raptors-Milwaukee Bucks series. I have to deal with an entirely new set of shenanigans today. New set of shenanigans. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. New set of shenanigans? How dare you? Doug Branson not going to be in with us today. He should be back tomorrow. We have a special Fire Wednesday. I don't have an alliteration for you. Maybe Wacky Wednesday. Wacky? Wait, 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 wait. Do I look like Steve Urkel to you, sir? You do look a little wacky to me. I have no problem saying that this is a Wacky Wednesday and that you will be back You're telling me I look like Steve Urkel? On a fire Friday. How dare you? You're, like, just, you're just short the glasses. That's about it. Everything else is screaming yeah, Jaleel White to me. kiss my entire ass, Walker. We ain't <laughs> even been five minutes in this podcast. You're already <laughs> insulting me. It's the Locked On Hornets podcast presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team. Every day, local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. Remember, you can get Locked On Hornets on the brand new podcasting app, Himalaya, as well as Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. And when you get in your car and tell your smart device to play podcast, Locked On Hornets. Today's show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Book your next trip with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there. Do that. Get rewarded. We got some Woj news, Nada, to start off the show today. And as anything, we try to relate it as much as we can to the Charlotte Hornets. Anything that you see nationally, the number one thing taught to you in really any form of media, how can we make it local? Yeah, how can we make this about us? We can be selfish about (laughs) this. And the sad thing is I can see, see a way that this becomes very, very our problem. All right, so let's see how we can make this selfish. I want to be selfish today, so let's use Woj tweet as our content so Woj tweeted out earlier today quote sources and calls to front offices sources houston gm daryl morey is showing an aggressive desire to improve roster with all players and picks available in talks hard to imagine james harden scenario but the rest under contract perhaps even chris paul could be moved in the right deal end quote so let's be selfish nada how can this possibly affect the charlotte hornets what are you doing here if you're this franchise if you're daryl morey and you're looking to upgrade this franchise upgrade the houston rockets and possibly wanting to get under from underneath that really horrible horrible obscene contract that is the chris paul contract when you talk to kemba walker and say hey go back to the hornets Let's see if we can get a deal done. We're over the cap, but we can trade for you. You can get your four for 140 from somewhere else. You get to play with James Harden. You will routinely make the playoffs. And then going from there, we can win. We can add some pieces. Now, from the Hornets' standpoint, Chris Paul don't make a lot of sense. Like, Chris Paul doesn't make all that much sense, except if you're trying to sell tickets because a rebuilding team with Chris Paul and a whole bunch of guys like Miles Bridges, like Malik Monk, it kind of it kind of makes sense. So it makes sense in the form of him teaching some of the young guys, but I don't want that contract. I actually think you were a little harsh on the contract. It's a bad one. Don't no, get it's me obscene. Wrong. Don't it's get absolutely me wrong. Obscene. It's not John Wall. It's not that. Ba- it's not that contract. We sure? It's not that contract. 
It is really bad, though. I don't want to touch it. I'm afraid that to even say that because I think people are going to think that I don't think it's all that bad. It is bad. You are right about that. And I don't want Chris Paul's contract on the books for the next three years. So, no, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for the Charlotte Hornets. The other guy that does make some type of sense for the Hornets would be to inquire about Clint Capella. Clint Capella is 25 years old. He is on the books until 2022-2023, and every single one of those years, he will be making under $20 million. As we see in inflation every single year with the salary cap rising every single year, that's going to be a pretty decent contract, I would imagine, by the time he turns 27 in a couple of seasons. So I wouldn't mind exploring what kind of deal could be had for Clint Capella. The problem is, is I don't know what Houston would find enticing enough to take back in what would be a Clint Capella-centered trade. You would want to get more in return for Kimball Walker if you're doing a sign-in trade, and getting rid of Clint Capella in that would make sense for Houston in that regard. But other than that, I don't think the Hornets are just trading for a sign-in trade for Clint Capella. I just don't know how to make that necessarily work. How, again, the way I kind of see it work, Biz, Monk, and 12 you think they're doing? You think they're getting rid of Clint Capella for twelve and Malik because I Monk? think you can. I think Biz is moving regardless. That seventeen million expiring is going to help somebody stay underneath the tax. It might help them, and then you get Clint Capella. I don't. I don't think that. But I don't. But I'm also of the mind. Clint Capella here is useless without a decent point guard. Yeah, I don't I don't necessarily think I would want to do that if I'm the Hornets. You no. know, getting rid of the 12th overall selection, getting rid of Malik Monk, I, I, I'm fine with that, but okay, you, you guys know my stance on Malik. And then getting rid of Bismack Biyama would be great. He can be off of the books for one year, and then it'd be an expiring contract to work in Daryl Morey's favor. I just don't know if I would want to do that for Clint Capella necessarily. No, neither would I. And the one thing about any kind of Kemba sign-in trade to Houston most likely it involves Batum. It has to involve the Batum contract if, to make it worth it for the Charlotte Hornets. Like, I don't hate that deal. I think that's a pretty decent deal to just kind of cook up in your head. But I, at, at the end of the day, I think I'm saying no. But if the Hornets were to do something like that, I don't think I would like it. You do have Cody Zeller on the books for how many more years? Two more two seasons, more years, correct? Yeah. yeah, I've got his payroll up right here. So Cody Zeller going to be on the books for two more seasons, 2019-2020, 2020-2021, and he'd be making $15 million. And honestly, Nada, like I'm kind of cool with rolling with Cody Zeller and having the those uh numbers come off of the books and I just like I don't know how much better Capella is better than Cody especially I, with no real point guard for it, the first time in his career he's healthier even though Clint Capella missed some time this year Clint Capella is healthier than what Cody Zeller is. he's healthier but at best he's another he's a trade chip for another team like what they do with Clint Capella is they sit him short corner and they have James Harden or Chris Paul drive in the lane and then yeah it gives he flashes and that's it it gives a real tough predicament for the defender to show on James and show on Chris Paul, and then if they do show, then they'll just give an alley oop to Clint Capella. Yeah, like, that, that's it. Okay, and and so look, that's that's a that's a nice way to go about things schematically for the offense. But mm -hmm. how good can Cody Zeller do that? Like he's not catching lobs like Clint Capella is. So you are right about that. Capella is a big lob threat. Cody Zeller is not necessarily the biggest lob threat in the world. Um, I, whatever, right? I I don't know if I love that. Just talking no, about. No, I don't. All, I don't love it for multiple reasons because. Again, as I've said, as I just said, his most valuable asset is being a trade chip. That's it. And even at $20 million, that's that might get you to shed another salary of theirs. But even then, like, what's the point? I would probably just be better off bringing on the upcoming rebuild. Let's just rebuild this because as many GMs have said often, it's better to make no deal at all than a horrible deal 
and then screwed things up even further. And I think any kind of Capella CP3 trade here only screws things up unless you start talking about attendance and trying to bring fans to the arena. That's the only way that kind of deal makes sense is, hey, we got to sell tickets. It's unfortunate that it's the Houston Rockets in this situation where they are willing to be crazy aggressive. And you do have a guy in Kimba Walker that could be a part of a sign and trade. And, yes. and my point is, the reason he could be, I guess, in this situation is because we've seen Daryl Moore do this before. Yes, exactly. Chris With Paul Cr- was a sign Chris and Paul, trade. Yeah. And so that would be great for the Hornets. Problem is, is I don't know how much sense that makes for the Hornets. And so if this was a different team in a different situation, then maybe it would work because this general manager has shown, yeah, go ahead and give your guy as much money as he possibly can and we'll go take him over here. Like, we're not worried about this being a risky contract down the line. Because remember, Chris Paul, it was a risky contract it is, that it he was, took on. It still is a very well, risky Well, it's contract. bad now, right? Yeah. It was risky then. It's bad now. Yeah. And so Kimba, it is risky. You know, I mean, you're yeah. talking about a 29-year-old who we understand a lot of people might not want to pay Kimba Walker a crazy amount of money, especially if you're attaching Supermax money to that. Exactly. And so Daryl Morey showing the willingness to bring that on, that would be great. It's just, I don't know if it makes a whole lot of sense for Charlotte in this situation. It doesn't, but at the same time, is it bad that I'm now thinking of Daryl Morey as Drake in Marvin's room? I'm <laughs> just saying, you can be better. You can do so much better. <laughs> what that, that's that, gonna like, be a drop. Maury's Maury's room. I, let, 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 I like that. Is. I like Maury's that. room. Maury's room. Thank you for serenading us. By the way, we you're appreciate welcome. you joining us here on the Locked On Hornets podcast. Thanks to Untuck It for sponsoring Locked On. If you're looking for a great Father's Day idea, their shirts are specifically designed to look great untucked and feel comfortable at work or on the weekend. No tucking or tailoring required. Go to untuckit.com promo code NBA to get twenty percent off. We'll be back with more Nada Tunes after the break. This is Locked on Hornets. Now that we have this question, I got I, I feel like I need to ask this. Mm-hmm. Are y'all sweet potato pie folks or you pumpkin pie folks? Pumpkin pie folks. Sweet potato folk. Pumpkin pie. Sweet yeah. potato. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. How big of an upset was that once pumpkin pie came out of my mouth and sweet potato came out of Doug's mouth? I would imagine that's an upset. <sighs> See, the thing is, for all the flaws of one Doug Branson. And his food take specifically. And his food take specifically. He's still from Gastonia, which means <laughs> he is not the Yankee that you are. Oh, no. I grew up in Catawba County. You yes, don't know and me. you do not appreciate the goodness that is sweet potato pie. I don't. You're right about that. I for like, shame. I like pumpkin pie. You uncultured savage that... Compared me to Urkel, for God's sakes. I'm not as weird as Mel Kuyper with this. Do you know about his pumpkin pie takes? Have you seen Mel Kuyper with this? I have heard of them. I have. The guy cuts a piece of pumpkin pie and puts whipped cream on every single bite, and he eats it in a specific way where he cuts it. And it's very weird. I like pumpkin pie. I'm not even close to being that weird. Love Mel Kuyper, but can't get on board with that. Nor should you. Today what, what, what would be wrong with you? If, good Lord. Today's show is brought to you by Grip6, ultra lightweight with no holes, no flap, and it's a great Father's Day gift to go to Grip6, and they have a special offer for you at Grip6.com slash lock. That's Grip6.com slash L-O-C-K-E. So I did get some sound. We're not going to play the game show today. We'll wait for Doug. He's the host. I don't want to steal his thunder. I'm sure yes. he would be very frustrated with us if we stole his game show from him. But we do have some sound from Seth Greenberg. Really? Bringing his chops to the NBA world. 
about where Kimball Walker would possibly make some sense. I've got the perfect piece for them. They need a guard that can just flat out score it. You put Kemba Walker on the buck, guy that can just go flat out and get a shot anytime he wants it to take some pressure off of Giannis, and all of a sudden, you know what you have? You have a championship team. You put Kemba on this team, whoa, you're talking about a dynamic team and somebody that can really complement what Giannis does. I did a poor job of setting that up. There wasn't enough in there to make you immediately know it was the Milwaukee Bucks he was talking about. But you No, you did that the- intentionally. You <laughs> set us up. You, I did. You could bring together some clues that he had, of course, mentioning Giannis. And I think he said Buck, but he didn't make it plural. It was very weird. Nonetheless, Seth Greenberg bringing up the Milwaukee Bucks, nada. And I find this interesting as a team that nobody has even come close to mentioning. Now, we are fresh off of a Milwaukee Bucks loss. Maybe it is starting to – maybe we were just a little early to – to some of the crazy takes about how to re, uh, reconfigure their roster. But it could work, and here's why. Let me go down the payroll for you real okay. quickly. So Chris Middleton is going to opt out of his player option. That would include $13 million next season. Yes, because he can count. <laughs> Nikola Mirotic is off of the books at $12.5 million. You do have Brooke Lopez is going to be off of the books at 3.3 as of now. Man's going to get paid. Malcolm Brogdon at 1.5 million is going to get paid, and he comes off of the books. You also have Paul Gasol and Tim Frazier that don't even combine to a 1 million guaranteed. They are coming off of the books. Sterling Brown is not fully guaranteed at 1.6, and you do have George Hill making 18 million dollars, but even his money is not fully guaranteed. So you would have the space. To bring on Kimball Walker if you wanted to. The projected cap is going to be at about 110, 109, I believe you said before the show, Nada. Mm-hmm. So they were at 125 over they were at 125 as far as a full salary cap figure goes this season. It was listed at 99 this year. They were paying guys 125. It was listed at 99. So of course they're going to go in the luxury tax when you have that kind of team. And the big thing to me is. What guys are you willing to part with? Which they might have to have this conversation anyway. Like No, I, they do. They, this is a conversation they've had probably for the last three, four months now. So I, I don't think Miritich comes back. I think that's the guy on the outside looking in. I think Malika Andrews reported that the Bucks do want to bring back Brooke Lopez. But even at 31 years old, Brooke Lopez is probably calling for like what? Like, are, are we getting to 10 million? Like, no, eight, we're getting more to, than that. Seven we're to getting more than that. Even at 31, you think so? I think there are a lot of teams that are going to strike out with guys like Kawhi, Clay, Kemba, Kyrie, KD. And I really think that there's going to be a dearth of salary cap money and nowhere to spend it. Well, Middleton's getting 20 mil and more. I mean, so we can go ahead and bank on that. Yes. So you would, I think Middleton is the odd guy out here. I think if you want Kimba Walker, if you want that point guard to help create for the Milwaukee Bucks and find a guy that can shoot and help Giannis a little bit on the offensive end, defensively, yes. he's not going to be as good as those guys. They have a, fin- a fantastic defensive team. Kimba's not bad at defense, exactly. but, he, but he's not those guys. Like those guys are phenomenal at defense, but it, it's, it's not like you have to crazy hide him. It's almost like Steph Curry with the Warriors. Like you like, attack Steph. You just, it, yeah, you find a creative spot to put him a hundred percent so but offensively you live with it for the next couple of years because you have Giannis on the books for the next couple of seasons you certainly want to do everything you can to enhance your opportunity of keeping Giannis Attenacumpo like if you don't bring back Chris Middleton and maybe you don't bring back another guy you go in the luxury tax trying to bring back Malcolm Brogdon I don't have the specific numbers figured out and maybe people listening would go to basketball reference and try to crunch this as much as they could but you know teams find a way to make things happen and the Bucks could find a way I think Middleton would be the guy out if they wanted to get Kemba Walker what do you think I 
I think you're crazy for trying to get rid of Chris Middleton. I think if you do anything, and this is where signing Bledsoe to that extension really, really looks dumb. That's what did I texted rare. you? What did I text you as soon as they did it? Yeah, I didn't love it. No, yeah. look, and here's the thing about like I kind of was proven wrong on Bledsoe. I always thought he was kind of overrated. Yes, like I like Bledsoe's defense. I get he's crazy long. I understand all of that. I felt like he was kind of a contract year dude. And when you watched him play, it just wasn't anything as everybody kind of sung Especially his praises to Especially in the to Toronto be. series. Well, then it, at the so when he played for the Bucks, when he got here, he actually had a good season. He had a really good year. Like, mm-hmm. it was phenomenal. He gets the extension. It still doesn't affect his play. He's still very good down the stretch in the regular season. But he soils himself in the Toronto series. Exactly. Like, so bad. Offensively, you're absolutely taking Kimba Walker. Defensively, you're still taking Eric. But you're cool with an Eric Bledsoe-Kimba Walker backcourt. I'm uh, not so sure. I'm cool with that. I'm not so, crazy. It, when I'm losing Middleton? No. I'm I'm upset about that. Here, no, you're upset about it, but you can't keep everybody. I, I don't know if that's the craziest thing in the world to do kind of a swap with Kimball Walker and Middleton. Kimball Walker is a three-time All-Star. Middleton, mm-hmm. even at 27, so he's kind of a late bloomer as far as getting his first All-Star appearances. I guess kind of Kimba was the same thing anyway. But, but Chris Middleton, I think of as like the best and in the elite tier of three and D guys, but exactly past that tier, I think are guys that can create their own shot and enter Kimba Walker in that realm. Now that's, that's where I like, I disagree. I don't think you can lose a guy like that, especially on a team that was relying on their defense and their half court offense was putrid in this playoff series. Well, you know, Kimba helps the half court offense. He does help the half court offense, but at the same time, you're losing an elite shooter and more importantly, you're not replacing that on the wing. Who are you replacing that with on the wing? Pat Connaughton? Like, I like Connaughton. I want him here, kind of. But at the same time, I'm not going to be out here campaigning to lose your length, lose what made them special, lose what got them 60-plus wins and the best record in the league. I'm not here for that. And to play devil's advocate and be on your side for just the moment, just to argue against Why am myself I the devil's advocate? If with you. No, I'm the devil's advocate okay, right fine. now. This is, my next, this is my next point. Like I, To go on your side, the one thing I will say is we do this thing in sports where you lose a game, the ball bounces a different way, you lose four straight games. Losing four straight games is a problem. Like I don't think that's just... No, a, that's a fundamental flaw. That, that, that's a problem, but there could be something to, okay, is there something within this roster that we can fix, or do we need to fix... Do, do we need to fix the roster, or do we need to fix the strategy? Like, what do you think the answer is? Because if you need to fix the roster, then I think the answer is finding somebody that doesn't... You know, poop their pants in the half court you know yes. that can shoot i think that's kemba walker now finding if you think it's just strategy then okay then you roll this team back out then there you fire the coach honestly well you go in the luxury tax and you go with miritich and then you go or you go with brogdon brooke lopez and middleton and you pay all those guys miritich is going to be the odd guy out probably in that scenario and then you move on but i, I think if you want to change the roster kemba walker would make a lot of sense for them he to bring does, him in free agents. i'm not saying he doesn't make a lot of sense. No, for I them, got you. But I'm just not losing him at the expense of Middleton. Yeah. It's got to be Giannis, Kemba, and Chris Middleton. It can't be the other way around. So you're losing Brogdon then? You're losing I'm losing all those Brogdon, and I'm it. finding some way to for someone, even if I got to offer two first rounders to get rid of Bledsoe. Brogdon's good, man. And then as we talk about that backcourt, like you're thinking about Brogdon not being in that backcourt as well. It's tough, man. I don't know exactly what you want to do if you're the Milwaukee Bucks, but it is interesting. I do like that idea. I do find that an interesting conversation. 
Kimball Walker being on the Milwaukee One bus. last thing, though. Remember, Malika Andrews had that report not even 10 minutes after the body was Ooh, cold. Yeah, man, she fired that out, didn't she? And granted, she was again, she probably would have, she had to release it because Woj would have otherwise. <laughs> she had to. And that's what I understand about that. But Giannis, like, Giannis has a big year ahead of him mm-hmm. where he gets to choose if he's going to stay or if he's going to go. That's a fairly big decision, and that's got to play into this because Milwaukee's got to show and prove or else he will walk to somewhere where he wants to win. And, that's and some, that matters. And he did. you're right, and he did mention that he wants all these free agents back, but of course he wanted Jason Kidd back. You know, like these players don't get to run the show. Thank- unless you're LeBron. <laughs> unless you're LeBron. And we'll talk about that after the break. It is the Locked On Hornets podcast. We'll make fun of the Los Angeles Lakers next. It's LOH on the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Locked On Hornets. We need Mitch Kupchak to throw a party like Sam Presti. Can he party like Presti and Russell Westbrook? (laughs) Yeah, but who are you going to get to perform? Because remember, they got Nas. Uh, They did get Nas. Man, who is Mitch Kupchak getting to that party to perform? Can we get Nelly? No. Master P. (laughs) I hate you right now. (laughs) It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. It is NBA draft season. If I'm not mistaken, I'm trying to make sure that I got this notification correct. It is correct. Nada, I got a DM from another Locked On Team podcast. Okay. And we do this every single season where we have the mock draft for all of the different Locked On Team podcasts. I'm going to be annoyed, aren't I? Um, No, it's just a simple question. He's doing his job. He's just inquiring about what we want to do. Okay, I'm prepared to be annoyed. Uh, It's the Locked On Mavericks podcast. Okay. They're DMing us. Okay. And they're asking, so how bad do you want to dump money in the mock draft? So what's your question? Or what's your answer, Nada? Because you look at the Dallas Mavericks, right? And this is, I literally just got this. Okay. So literally just got it. I don't know exactly what he has in mind. I don't know if I could immediately respond and he would get back to me, but... I, I don't know what we want to do here, but just thinking about the Dallas Mavericks situation, you know, how bad would you want to get off of a Nick Batum for anything they have? So you know KP's untouchable. Yes. You know Luka Luke Doncic is, untouch- is untouchable untouchable. You know, is there anybody else that interests you at all? No. They got rid of a couple of picks already, right? They got rid of their picks to the New York Knicks. They got rid of uh their pick in order to acquire Luka Doncic this season. Yep. Man, what is da- what is Dallas working with? Just off the top of the dome. I really don't know. I'm going to try to look up their payroll, but it doesn't seem like there's anything that would be worthy enough to desperately get off of some money with them. Why would you drop this on me at the last possible minute with no prep Hey, we're doing this whatsoever. together. We're doing this together. Like, why? this wasn't in the show notes. This I'm, wasn't. I got to be prepared for these things. Sometimes you have to go off the cuff. Uh, I'm bringing up the payroll right now. Just guys that the Dallas Mavericks have currently on the team. And Justin Jackson, a young guy. No. Tim Hardaway making $18 million. Hell no. I mean, I guess that would be a bad contract to get some picks. I just don't know what kind of... I I don't even know what picks they have. They've traded... Again, they don't have this year's first round. They don't have this year's... Remember, the Knicks own their most invaluable they, one. They got, they got rid of two in the KP trade. Yes. They got rid of two of them. And one of them's unprotected. So, yeah, I want nothing to do with Dallas. Yeah, Besides, I don't think I do either. Why am I going to help them get Kemba Walker? No, I agree. Like, I, I think you're right about that. 
I and you know, and I don't think there's really many assets with them. Like if you're going to do a sign and trade with Kimba, I think we can think of better teams to do it with the Dallas Mavericks. You yeah, know, and I, I appreciate him inquiring. This isn't to throw shade at the Dallas Mavericks. I just don't know what kind of situation would entice me enough to trade with them. Look, we're trying to rebuild and re- rebuild responsibly here, folks. I want to find out how many other teams are going to DM us. By the way. Like, you look at our situation, I wonder how many times we get that exact question. So how badly do you guys want to get off money? Like, there's so many people that's going to try to take advantage of us or just at least, hey, and and in a mood where, like, I absolutely, I would, we're, we're the weakling right now. Like, we are the... No, we're not the weakling. We are the antelope with a broken hoof, with the lions looking in the safari, no, no, watching, no, no. we are the target. You know what we are? We are the nervous guy on special teams where the kicker and water boy is looking at us and say, oh, no, yeah, there's Walker, my bleep. Walker, you're overthinking this, my friend. That's what Everybody wants to get their Daryl Morey on. <laughs> I'm just saying you can do better. <laughs> let's That's make a, fun of the Lakers before I make, make fun of you anymore. Yes, yes. Let's make fun of the Lakers because they're another one of those teams that, oh, boy. Again, whenever I say it can be a lot worse, Hornets fans, they may have LeBron, but that show, that, that that right there, the Lake Show, that is Jerry Springer. That's dysfunction at its highest point, I guess, within the organization. You do have the history that goes along with it, but I don't know how relevant that is anymore as younger players come into the league. And I made this point on the wake-up call. The NBA is a league comprised with young dudes that yes. constantly come into the league. And so we're talking, let's, let's go with a Kemba Walker and a... And a Chris Middleton, just just the first two names that are off the top of the dome after we just talked about that kind of situation. Chris Middleton being 27, Kimba being 29. The last Lakers championship was 2010. Yes. So 2010. They weren't even in school yet. Kimba wasn't in the league. Yep. Kimba was not in the NBA in the Lakers last championship. They grew up with the Lakers. They grew up with Shaq and Kobe. So that still has some allure. But now they've gone six straight years without making the playoffs as these younger dudes come into the league and their rookie contracts end up. And these guys are like 23 when their first contract is over mm-hmm. and done with. And you start to look where you want to sign with in free agency. The only allure that they have right now is LeBron. And I don't know if that even works for them, especially with a guy like Rob Palinka running things who just lies. The dude just yeah, lies all the, the time. The dude lied about Kobe <laughs> watching The Dark Knight and then talking with Heath Ledger. Like, chronologically, it doesn't make sense. None. Like, why are you lying, B? Why are you lying? I saw Dylan Jackson tweet this out, and I thought this was interesting. He just talks about the draft day shenanigans yeah. showing peak dysfunction. And then you go to that story, of course, and you look at Rob Palinka. And the entire Lakers organization, it seemed like they had agreed that they were going to take Amari Spellman, 25th overall. Man. I saw it. I saw it. Hold on. And in the second war room, the second war room on draft day, which is hilarious that there is even a second war room, the second war room all thought once their pick was up that, okay, we're going to select Amari Spellman and we'll be good and we'll move on. Then Adam Silver opened his mouth and announced that Mo Wagner was going to be the selection. They were shocked and they were really mm-hmm. surprised. So Rob Palinka tells everybody afterwards, of course, they're like, hey, Rob, what the hell? Rob is saying, well, actually, you know, we heard some bad things about Amari over at Villanova. I got to talk to Josh Hart, who, of course, played at Villanova. Josh said that it wouldn't be a good pick, that there were some problems with Amari as well. So we decided to go with Mo Wagner. And so now you start to realize, okay, well, 
Josh Hart didn't play on the same se- same team as Amari Spellman. Nope. So Amari Spellman and him, uh, and of course, it wouldn't be crazy to think that Josh Hart goes back to Villanova and and tries to teach Amari. Like you see that all the time, where guys visit. Or school. he talks to Jay Wright about it. Hundred percent. Like okay, maybe that's that's plausible. Like yes. uh, you could absolutely see that. But they didn't play on the same team, which is notable as well. And also, we got to see Amari Spellman. You never uses Twitter. Exactly. The last time he, that he tweeted was January 31st or something like that. <laughs> you saw him hop on Twitter and tweet at Josh Hart like, yo, this is messed up. Like, if this is true, then we have problems and we need to talk this out. Eventually, he did say that we talked about this and it was just a miscommunication. But damn. And so it's just interesting. Like, Rob Link is just out here lying to guys. Everybody has a problem with this dude. Like, th- that's not even the funniest part. The funniest part is somehow how, again, Linda Rambis is now the mastermind <laughs> of, the, like, just by being Jeannie Buss's best friend is now the mastermind behind the Lakers. She's gotten her husband back in good, good graces. And Jeannie's even talking to Phil Jackson. Yes, the same Phil Jackson that basically took a nuclear bomb to the New York Knicks. Yeah. That's how bad this has gotten, guys. Like, I'm just going to mess your whole life up. That's what he did to New York. Like, you know what? This is bad, but I'm just going to make this as bad as I possibly can, even more so. And so now you look at the Lakers organization, and I don't know what would entice a free agent. So how we make this local is Kimball Walker looking at that. Like, you know, we had a football player on today, Colin Cole, former Carolina Panther, great Mm -hmm. dude. Ask him just... Do players care about that? So I don't know if it's different from the NFL to the NBA and that bridge, but just do players care about what's going on within the organization when they sign? He's like, well, maybe that does, but the history doesn't allure me enough. Like, I don't care about the history. Like, do you have a chance to win? Am I going to get playing time? And how much are you going to pay me? That's it. Yeah, that's it. You know, those are the boxes that I need to check off. It's not necessarily how great the Lakers were in 2009, 2010. It's not how great they were in that Shaq and Kobe era. It's not how great they were when Magic was running the Lake Show. It's how much you're going to pay me, how much playing time am I going to get, and do we have a chance to win? And if you don't cross those boxes off, then if I'm a big-time free agent, I'm moving on. I'm looking elsewhere. As as he should, and that's where, like, that's where the smaller teams probably have a better shot than the Lakers. All right. Well, we can make fun of them later on. Oh, by the sure way, be some more stuff. my prediction. What's your prediction? Well, you'll be on Friday. Yeah. Well, go ahead and give it to it right before Thursday. Correct. Frank Kaminsky signs with the Lakers. Oh, that was. <laughs> I thought you were going to give us a finals prediction. Nope. I got excited. You nope. gave me a Frank Kaminsky prediction. Yep. Sign him with the Lakers. That'd be fantastic. All right. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can subscribe to the show on the new Himalaya podcast app, as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Hornets. We've got Doug tomorrow. Nada, are you going to be joining us? I tell these people lies all the time because then you don't show up sometimes. Wait, wait how, how are you going to put this on? You know what? I'll Everybody be there tweet. On it's at Nada the Scribe. You can find him on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at Walker Mail. Tweet at him. Make sure he shows up for Fire, for fire Friday. Can't even talk. Until then, we'll try to join you on a Thursday. That's what you get.